0: Welcome to the Herd and Ten Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Frutinski. everyone welcome back to another episode of the herd and 10 podcast i'm your host jake fortinsky and you can find me on twitter at jfortinsky and you can also check out any of our dedicated social media accounts on instagram on facebook on twitter just search herd and 10 or herd and 10 podcast and we will appear please follow us like our pages, because we're putting out daily Buffalo Bills content. It's not just like this weekly show. We are constantly putting out all sorts of Buffalo Bills content, so it's worth checking that out if you are a Buffalo Bills fan, which I would imagine you are if you're listening to this show. So let's get right into this episode. I have a whole slew of different topics that I want to cover today, and I think I want to start out with just Sort of the small housekeeping things. Bills have made a couple different signings in the last little bit. They signed a defensive tackle in Trayvon Hester. Now, I don't personally think he's going to make the team. He could. He's a decent veteran that maybe could be a backup. I think it's going to be hard for him. I think the defensive line is getting to be pretty stacked. The defensive tackle position, maybe there's an opportunity there, but I definitely wouldn't bank on that. I think he would really have to impress over OTAs and preseason to actually make the roster. Now, another thing worth noting is wide receiver Lance Lenoir or Lenoir. I'm going to be French again this week and say Lenoir. And he's a solid depth receiver again the Bills receiving core is really loaded I talked about this last week it's going to be really hard for these bubble players to make it there were times where the Bills were that destination for bubble players because the Bills were not a good team they didn't have a lot of good starters they also didn't have a lot of depth things have changed dramatically in Buffalo in Orchard Park There are now tons of really good players on this team. It's a loaded team, and it's hard for bubble players to make it. So guys like this are going to have difficulty making the team because there's just so many other guys that are either the same or better or that the Bills have drafted. I talked about this last week. I think the Bills want to keep their draft picks more than they want to keep a free agent that they pick up in the open market. So, it's going to be interesting to see. I think there's going to be a lot of these sort of lower-end battles. So, don't be surprised if we see a lot of really hard-fought battles for bottom-tier positions, for depth special teams players. Because that's really who's fighting to make the roster. The Bills' starting lineup is pretty set for the most part. But it really comes down to some of these other positions. Now, the next item I need to talk about here is more of a prediction that's been going around. And that's something that ESPN predicted. They think the Bills are going to land both tight end Zacherts and defensive tackle K-1 short. Okay, the K-1 short one doesn't shock me. And it might shock some of you because you're probably thinking, ugh, another defensive lineman, another defensive tackle, Another old veteran player who's way past his prime. And I would say yes to all of those things. Since he's now a free agent, or I think he's got a a dead contract with Carolina, he is ripe for the picking for a team like the Bills, who love to take Carolina Panthers because, of course, Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean were part of that organization for quite a long time. They love bringing players over from Carolina. And he's a good player. Now, yes, he's not the player he once was. But he's still very good. He's still very talented. And he could still add a lot to this team. The challenge with Short is the contract. What he's willing to take. He would really be needing to take something that's a minimal contract. If he wants to be a part of a winning organization. If he wants to be back with his old defensive coordinator in Sean McDermott, he would need to be willing to take a very sweet deal for the Bills. Because the Bills just don't have the money. I think at this point in time, they have $4 million left in cap space. Now, of course, they can make more space if need be. They can trade pieces. They can work around it. They can get creative. But bringing a guy like Short could be great if you can get him at a great deal. I think he'd arguably be our best defensive tackle. I think he could teach at Oliver and hopefully help develop him. Because we haven't really seen that yet. I don't think he's had the right mentorship in my opinion. And I think maybe a guy like k1 Short could help push him forward. And then of course let's get into the real big one. Zach Ertz. There has been speculation for months already of when Zach Ertz would be moved. Not even really if. I think it's pretty clear that Philly wants to or needs to move on from him. And I think he'd be crazy not to want out of Philly. They're not a very good team. They have inconsistencies at quarterback. They haven't really solved that yet. I think for Er, Ertz, a guy who's getting into those later years of his career, he wants to be part of something now. Winning now. Going to a team like the Bills, who are one of the only elite teams left without a proper tight end. It seems like a perfect fit. It seems like he'd be an excellent addition to the team. I feel like I've been talking about Zach Ertz for so long. It's taking forever and I know the Bills are interested. Philly's talked about it just a few months ago before the draft. They said the Bills had were interested, they were in the top, they were a top candidate to land him, but they maybe didn't offer quite enough. Now Philly's going to have to come around on that. Ertz is a really good player, but he had a terrible year last year and they can blame that on their team, but still, statistically he was not good. And he's getting old, and he also makes a lot of money. So there has to be something's got to give. I think that they really need to adjust what they're asking for so that they can move on from him, save some money, and can gather some future prospects or picks from a team like the Bills. And the Bills, of course, then get a tight end that has the potential to be great again if he's a part of the right system. And it's really the final piece that the Bills are missing on their offense. So I think if they could solve that, their offense could be, likely would be, the most dangerous offense in the NFL. They have a great receiving core. They have a pretty decent offensive line. They have, of course, a great quarterback in Josh Allen. You have some question marks at the running back position. But it's really the tight end that there's a big hole there. And I just feel like bringing in a guy like Ertz could change everything. It could get the Bills over that hump, that Kansas City Chiefs hump. And that is a large hump. I I should call it a mountain. Bills have a long way to go to beat the Chiefs. But getting Ertz would get them much, much closer to climbing that mountain. It's the gift-giving season, and now there's a great card game that gives you action on any televised football game you watch. Just add your family, friends, and fun, and you have the drive. Playthedrive.com. If you miss the drive, you miss the party. Playthedrive.com. Hey, Bills Mafia. This has been a crazy year with a lot of changes good changes, like the Patriots not sitting at the top of the AFC East. But this year has certainly brought some challenges and has made it harder for us all to connect with our fellow sports fans. If you are a big sports fan like me, then you need to join this new sports fan community called Playing the Field. Playing the Field has developed a dating and community app centered around our sports fan lifestyle. It is a great sports focused interface from their profile trading cards in your favorite team's colors down to their bubble gum in-app currency. The best part is that right now, while they're still in beta, it is 100% free to join. And you also get extra in-app bubble gum that you can trade in when their premium features get added in a few months. Go to playthefielddating.com. And sign up now to buddy up, recruit teammates, or find your MVP. Also, be sure to check out their podcast, The Fan Experience, where they interview sports fans just like you and me and let them share their fan experiences. The Fan Experience is live Tuesdays and Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook or you can catch the replays on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can't have a team without a mate. Go and find one now at playthefielddating.com. Welcome back to the Herd and 10 Podcast. So let's get into the final topic today. And that's surrounding the COVID-19 vaccine. This is a really touchy subject and I'm going to try to be as careful as I can be. I definitely have an opinion on this and some of you will like it. Some of you won't, but I'm going to try to be as politically correct as I can be given the circumstances. So. We've heard some different things from the Bills organization, and it appears that there may be some sort of issue going on when it comes to the COVID-19 vaccine. Let's backtrack for a moment before I get into this. We have been in a pandemic for a long time, and we still are in that pandemic, and we are way over a year now. Lots of things are going back to normal. But still, it's not quite the world it was prior to the pandemic. But as we know, as science has shown and the statistics have proven, if the majority of people are vaccinated, there will be less people hurt and less people impacted. And it's not to say the COVID vaccine doesn't have its issues. Of course, there can be adverse effects. There are some side effects. But it is for a very, very small minority of people. People with certain allergies. People with tendencies to have blood clots. There's a lot of different things that can cause that. But for the most part, the vaccine is effective and does not cause any adverse effects that the world can see at this point to the majority of people. That leads me to believe that the majority of people should be vaccinated because there's quite a low risk that something's gonna go wrong. Unfortunately, there's a high risk of something going wrong if you catch COVID and you're not vaccinated. You could have a terrible effect from it. You can even die from it. So what we know right now, what science knows at this point in time is that if you are fully vaccinated, there is a significantly lower percentage chance of you getting severely ill or dying if you catch COVID. If you're not vaccinated, the likelihood of being severely ill or dying is significantly higher. So when I look at it, I go, okay, if I'm vaccinated, there's a lower percentage chance that I die and that the people around me die. If I don't get vaccinated... There is a higher chance of dying. But of course, there's risks in getting a vaccine like anything. We don't know the long-term effects of getting a vaccine, getting a COVID-19 vaccine specifically. But then again, we also don't know the long-term effects of someone who's had COVID or has had COVID without a vaccine or even with. But we'll just talk specifically if you haven't had it and you get COVID, there could be long-term effects from that too. So that argument goes both ways. Point is the COVID vaccine, the COVID-19 vaccine is of course, a situation where there are a lot of disagreements. And in the end, I respect what anyone else does. Any of my listeners, if you've gotten the vaccine, if you haven't, that's okay. What you need to be able to do is make that decision for yourself and you should not be forced to do anything. So I do believe that. I think everyone should be vaccinated, truthfully. But if someone doesn't want to, I mean, it is their right. It is their decision to not get vaccinated. You can't force someone to do it. You can encourage, you can be hopeful, but you can't force them. And that brings me to the Buffalo Bills COVID-19 situation, which is that the coaching staff and the management office is almost putting that pressure on the Buffalo Bills and saying, hey, these players need to get vaccinated. There's been a couple things here. It's definitely been building up. A few weeks ago, Brandon Beam was on a radio show. He was asked about how the COVID vaccine could play into OTAs and training camp and how it could play into preseason and whatever else it could affect. And basically he was asked if, if the Bills need a certain number of players to be vaccinated to host normal practices, would he be willing to cut a guy who has not been vaccinated if that's the difference between the team going to normal practices and not? And he said, yes, he said that, yes, if they're on that trend and they have a chance to get back to normal, he will cut the player that's not getting vaccinated. And there was a bit of an uproar. And I got to say, even someone who really strongly believes in vaccinations, and I believe that people should get vaccinated. I still don't think it's right for Bean to say that. It's not fair for him to put that kind of pressure and say, hey, if you don't get vaccinated, you get cut. But if you do, don't worry. That's a kind of a touchy subject. That's a really scary thing to say. Because you can't force these guys to get it. You can encourage them. You can educate them on it. But you can't force them or almost threaten them to do it. And he's come back and he's apologized for his comments. But now let's fast forward a few weeks. Sean McDermott, speaking to the media at OTAs, was asked about COVID-19 and the vaccine and whether players have gotten it, haven't, all that sort of thing. And he took the approach of the educate and encourage, but that he believes in it. He's been vaccinated. The management staff has been vaccinated. And he does believe that everyone should be vaccinated because he wants to go to normal football practices. He's definitely laying that pressure again. And then Josh Allen comes on and Tremaine Edmonds each have their own interviews with the media. And both of them don't answer whether they've gotten the vaccine, who's gotten it, who's talking about it, where the sides are in this, what kind of an agreement they may have or may be talking about with the management office. They were both very private about it josh allen was asked point blank and he basically said i'm not going to tell you it's not something we're talking about it's a divisive issue the locker room is potentially divided and he's not going to say whether he got it or not to me it's pretty obvious that he hasn't gotten vaccinated because if he's responding saying i'm going to keep it private i'm not going to say anything." If he got vaccinated, why why wouldn't he say it? Because he didn't, I think there's that bit of a negative connotation to it, so which is why he didn't really answer the question. But I think it's interesting. The Bills are in a very tricky situation. You have, for sure, some players that have been vaccinated, some players that haven't, some players that haven't but want to, some players that haven't don't want to. You have a whole mixture of different things going on players that have been brought up in different scenarios. They have families. Their families have their emotions and feelings involved. And then, of course, you have your boss. You have Sean McDermott. You have Brandon Bean. You have the ownership who also have their own idea of what's okay and what's not okay. The difficult part is how do you deal with this? What exactly do you do? There is a legitimate issue here, and it should not be forgotten about because this issue is significant. This could be the difference between a Super Bowl contender and not. A lot of people like to ignore these things and just focus on football alone. There's a huge mental part to the game of football. And if all the players aren't on the same page, if they don't all respect each other and want the exact same thing at the exact same time, it's very hard to unify and it's very hard to win. You need to be a united front. And right now, I don't think that they are. And I personally think this storyline is kind of under the table now because I think a lot of people are afraid to talk about it. It is scary. and, And I hope that what I'm saying now doesn't offend anyone. But like everything, we're all entitled to our own opinion and it's okay. You don't all have to agree with me. And that's fine. I'm okay with that. And that's really the point here is everyone needs to just accept each other for who they are and you can't make someone change. They have to want to change. So I think in this scenario, there is something that needs to be resolved here. There needs to be a clear path between management and ownership and the players, and they need to come together to a reasonable decision that allows everyone or almost everyone to be comfortable. I'm definitely hopeful that the Bills will be able to go to normal practices because they need to develop as a team. Yes, you have a lot of returning players, but they need to brush up on skills. They want to improve. And then of course, you have new additions to the team that need to build relationships. And the only way you're going to do that is by having normal practices. Look at the rookie class from last season. They basically didn't get any preparation before the season. We can't have that again. So I am hopeful that the team is able to come together and play normally and have some sort of normalcy. And I would imagine that would come from the majority of them getting vaccinated. If they choose not to, that's also okay. It sucks that they won't be able to practice normally, But I get it. They all have to take care of themselves in the way that they feel is right. I think the lesson learned here is we need to all respect each other's decisions. Some of us are going to side with guys not getting the vaccine. Some of us are going to be on the other side. And either one is okay. There's no right or wrong answer in this scenario. I think that it's clear that the vaccine can help and it can save us from a pandemic. But I also think there's a rights, a human rights issue. You can't force a player to get vaccinated. Just like if you work in an office, they can't force you to get vaccinated. That's only a decision that you can make. So I would suggest that you keep an eye on this storyline because I think it's going to get more significant over time, especially when we really start to get closer to preseason and stuff like that. I think it's going to be a hot topic. And I thought I wanted to jump in and talk about it early on. So that's going to do it for this week's episode. We have a lot of different things going on this week. Of course, we got the OTAs. Nice to see players back. And we're going to have a lot more stuff to talk about next week. So thank you for listening.